Good morning. Happy 4th of July. Today, we are celebrating the 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time, but that's in the church, and of course, in the United States, our broader community is celebrating Independence Day. And this evening, we're going to celebrate, we're going to gather for a parish picnic. I hope to see many of you join us for dinner. We're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs and all kinds of covered dishes and treats and play games and watch the fireworks. Our parking lot is the best seat in town to watch the Jackson County fireworks display. We're going to celebrate, and I hope you guys can come and celebrate with us. And it's right for us to celebrate all the freedoms that we enjoy in our country, including the freedom to be here this morning and worship, right? the freedom of religion that we have. I love our country. It's my home. I was born here, and I feel privileged to have been born here because I know a lot of people that weren't born here have made great sacrifices to come here, including many members of our parish community. But despite loving our country, I've always been a little bit cautious, a little hesitant about too many displays of national pride in church. Because the reason that we come here to worship is to worship God. It's not to worship our country, and certainly not to worship any political party or anything like that. So I don't believe that national flags have any place in the sanctuary. I'm always a little uncomfortable when I go into a church and in the center of the sanctuary there's an American flag. I say, well, what are, the center of our sanctuary is Jesus in the tabernacle, right? Or national anthems in hymnals, you know. It's not that I don't think we should love our country and honor our country, but I'm a little bit cautious about blurring that line between our national identity and our religious identity because our religious identity should rightfully come first. We are proud Americans, but before that we're Christians. It's like St. Thomas More said to King Henry. He said, I am the king's faithful servant, but I'm God's servant first. And that's as it should be. But that being said, patriotism is a real virtue. Patriotism is a real virtue. It's right and just for people to love their country whether that's the native land that you were born in or your adopted homeland, if you're an immigrant. It's good to love your country. That word patriotism comes from the Latin word pater, which means father. It means father. And so the honor that we give our country is like the honor that we give our parents. It comes from the fourth commandment, where God tells us, honor your fathers and mothers. God tells us especially to honor our fathers and mothers because our parents are those first representatives of God to us. They're the ones who give us life. They're the ones who teach us right from wrong. They're the ones who care for us, provide for us, who love us unconditionally. So it's right that we love them and honor them and give them thanks. And the country and the culture that we're born into plays a similar parental role because it also forms us and shapes us and makes us who we are. And that's why we refer to our, our home country as the fatherland, right? Or the mother country. So honoring your country is very much like honoring your parents. But what happens if our parents don't do all the things that good parents should? What happens when we discover that our parents aren't perfect? Are we released from that obligation to honor them if they're not perfect? No. God doesn't say honor your father and mother if. He just says honor your father and mother. 
And it's a good thing that they don't have to earn our love because no parent is perfect. I'm saying that as a parent, you know, myself. No parent is perfect. So you don't love your parents because they've earned it. You love your parents because it's the right thing to do. And the love of our country is the same way. You don't love your country because you think it's perfect. You love your country because it's the right thing to do. Because our country's not perfect. We don't live in paradise. We live in America. Sometimes we can get this wrong idea in our head that patriotism means only admitting the good things about our country and refusing to acknowledge any ways that our country can improve. And that's not patriotism. That's idolatry. We need to get rid of that idea. That's false patriotism. Real patriotism recognizes the good things in our country, loves the good things in our country, but then also says, let's make our country better. On this day 245 years ago, the Continental Congress declared the 13 colonies in America to be free and independent states by issuing the Declaration of Independence. And that document asserts, makes the bold assertion, that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among those are the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's in the foundational document of our country that these rights are given to us by the Creator. Our founding fathers recognized that these fundamental rights are not granted to us by the government. They're granted to us by God, and therefore they should be respected by human government. Now today, I think it's safe to say most Americans have no problem with the right to pursue happiness. In fact, we spend our life thinking that that's the most important right of all, is the right to do what I want to do to pursue happiness. But what about the rights of life and liberty? You know, our nation once enslaved millions of people. They were denied the right to liberty, their God-given right to liberty. But then our nation fought a war with itself to end that abhorrent practice of slavery. Today, millions of innocent children are killed in the womb because of abortion. They're denied their right to life. And I pray that one day that practice will become as as unthinkable as slavery is now. Our country has created the highest average standard of living for its people out of any country in the world, any country the world has ever known. Our nation also incarcerates the highest percentage of people out of any country. And despite all of our focus today on doing what makes you happy and pursuing happiness, huge numbers of people in our country suffer from depression and isolation and addiction. But despite all of that, our country still provides greater opportunities for success than anywhere else in the world. Anywhere else in the world. All this means is that our nation is a mix of the good and the bad like every other place on earth. So what do we do? We love our country. We love our country by honoring all the good things about it and then trying to fix what's bad. That's what patriotism means. It doesn't mean idolizing your country. It means loving it. It means loving it. And that's a different thing. 
a big part of loving your country is recognizing that no, it's not perfect. So let's roll up our sleeves and let's do what we can to love our neighbors and end injustices and make this already good place even better. And that begins in your own heart. That begins by looking in your own heart and recognizing that there's good and bad there and loving what's good and trying to amend what's bad. You know, in our, in our first reading, we read about God sending his prophet Ezekiel to the nation of Israel. Think about Israel. What kind of a nation was Israel? The scriptures speak about Israel as a nation that God formed for himself. It's a nation of royal priests. It's a holy nation. So who more than Israel had cause for national pride? But in today's reading, God calls Israel rebellious. He says they've become hard of face and obstinate of heart. So does he wash his hands of Israel and say, nope, I'm not going to love Israel anymore? No, he loves Israel. And so he sends them prophets. He sends them prophets like Ezekiel to call them back. Every time they fall away, he sends them prophets to call them back. And eventually he sends his own son. And when his own son comes to Nazareth, his own native land, the gospel tells us that the people reject him. It's the one place he went where he didn't perform any miracles because of their lack of faith. Did Jesus not love the people of Nazareth? Did he not love his hometown, the place where he was from? Of course he loved them. He sacrificed himself for them. He gave his life for them. Just like he gave his life for the Roman citizens that were oppressing them. Just like he gave his life for you and for me. To be freed from our sin. To be reconciled with God so that we could be citizens of his kingdom. Citizens of his kingdom. So it's not unpatriotic for us to be prophets, to be prophets, to point out where our country has at times strayed from the path of God and then to call her back, to call her back to virtue, to point out Areas where our country is failing in, in our own ideals that we hold high of life and liberty and justice and equality and to call us back to the right path. It's not unpatriotic to do that. What would be unpatriotic would be to not do anything about that. Because patriotism means loving your country and wanting what's best for it and wanting it to be blessed by God. It means wanting your country to be able to provide for the common good of all of its citizens to be a place where each and every one of us has the freedoms that we need to exercise virtue, to grow in holiness, and to be allowed to live in righteous harmony with all of our neighbors. And for that to happen, if we want our nation to be a virtuous nation, we need to be a virtuous people. So again, it starts in our hearts. We need to be good citizens, and being good citizens means being holy citizens. It means being holy citizens. If we want Christ to perform miracles in our country and perform miracles for our country, we need to have faith. We need to pray for those things and we need to have faith that Christ will do those things. We need to heed the words of the prophets. We need to put God first in our lives to follow his ways and not the ways of the world. We need to do those things and then we need to be prophets for other people. We need to go out into the world and preach the good news and be living examples of the blessings that God wants to give us. Our country's not heaven, and we shouldn't pretend that it is, right? It never will be. It's not heaven, 
but it's the land God has given us to live in on our way there. It's the land that we journey through on our way to heaven. It's the vineyard that we labor in. And we want it to be a place where our families and our fellow citizens can journey to heaven together, to live in peace and harmony with one another, to practice all of those virtues that will make us good citizens of our true country, our eternal homeland, which is God's kingdom. So let's celebrate this 4th of July. Let's celebrate it big. I see a lot of people here that I haven't seen in a while. I see a lot of travelers and visitors, and it's, it's great. We're gathering together with our families again. Let's celebrate. But let's honor our country, and more importantly, let's strive to live up to those ideals on which she was founded. Those ideals of liberty for everyone, justice for everyone, freedom and equality. Let's be good citizens of America by being prophets of Jesus Christ, by living lives of virtue and encouraging other people to do the same so that this land might be a place where everyone knows God's blessings. Amen.